Star Wars 7x7, episode 770. Well, it finally arrived late in the evening, and it finally did drop the Rogue One trailer. They made us watch a whole bunch of Olympics coverage before we got it, but we did finally get it. And we've got the full trailer breakdown for you right here on this extended episode of Star Wars 7x7. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Ratcliffe from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and Rebel Rouser never seemed so appropriate as it does tonight after we've seen this new Rogue One trailer. And I gotta say, it was indeed worth the wait. Although you wouldn't know it by scorekeeper Declan's response, I kept him up a little late because we thought we'd get it a bit earlier than we actually did, and of course it didn't drop until... Oh gosh, it had to have been around 10.30 or so Eastern Time. And his response after seeing it was, quote-unquote, good. <laughs> and that was it. So, hey, he's up a little late by comparison, but it's not a school night. So, you know, summertime, that's what you do. Hopefully he'll have a little bit more to say about it in the morning. And yet, we have a lot more to say about it tonight. So we are going to go through the shot-by-shot breakdown of the Rogue One trailer Lots of new stuff, as you might expect. A few things that we've seen before, and that's no big deal. It's nice to see them in a new context, potentially. So let's dive right into it. The whole thing starts with a long shot of what appears to be part of the planet Jeddah. And there is a lot of Imperial activity over the skies of Jeddah. We see some of those shuttles that look very much like the shuttle that we've seen a couple of times getting blown up on Scarif in some of the Rogue One teasers and footage, but... Now we're actually seeing them flying around, and we see TIE fighters flying around as well. Then we cut to a shot of Jin Erso walking in a building, a room, a home, possibly, and she is walking towards Saw Gerrera. And so maybe the places where we've seen him, you know, turning around, looking through cylindrical windows or whatever, maybe that's just his house. And Saw Gerrera has something to say about the state of the galaxy right now. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags rain across the galaxy. Yeah, that sounds like a bad time, all right. And while he is saying this, at least the latter part of it, we cut to a shot of something that is rather remarkable. Now, there were scenes that were shown in the Rogue One panel at Star Wars Celebration Europe of Cassian Andor and Jyn Erso and K2SO walking through sort of a rocky area on Jeddah. And if you look very closely in the foreground, you can see two small characters that appear to be dressed like Cassian and Jyn. And in the background, you see what they are staring at, this giant mountainous space where it looks like it's rugged mountain for a start, but then as it climbs higher, you see that it's carved into walls, and there is some extra edifice that is standing up on it on its right side that made me think of Sith temples. Now, when I went looking up on Google for images of things that are supposed to be edifices or structures or symbols or other things related to Sith temples, I was directed, among other things, to a an artist drawing of the Temple of Exar Kun, which is not canon anymore, but it's a Sith temple that was not too far away on Yavin 4 from the Great Temple where the rebels take up shop. 
And that triangular structure is very Sith-like, is my understanding. And I was beginning to wonder, upon seeing it in the Rogue One trailer, whether this was a Sith-related site. And if you look back at that very first shot in the trailer here of the city on Jeddah, you'll see those carved walls that we were talking about just a moment ago, and you'll realize that that city that we've been seeing in this trailer and in all the other footage we've seen so far is actually inside of this giant rocky edifice that has a Star Destroyer in atmosphere looming over it. A very ominous situation, and we have had Jeddah described to us as an occupied world, imperial occupied, and this certainly seems like a very aggressive occupation. It seems like they are up to something, in fact. They're not just there hanging out. They have actual business to be conducting there, which is all the more troublesome for everybody involved. So now that the state of the galaxy has been set up, we get the Lucasfilm logo and then jump into more immediate concerns. We've got a shot of Jyn Erso walking into the command center on Yavin 4 that is one we've seen before. And we get an exchange of dialogue between Alistair Petrie, or Petrie, excuse me, and Jyn Erso, Felicity Jones, that we haven't yet heard before. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? Yeah, so this is contentious from the start, and it kind of puts the discussion with Mon Mothma in a new light. Now, her dialogue is stuff that we've heard before, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. Now, while she's saying this, we do get similar but not exactly the same scenes that we've seen before. One of a Star Destroyer in close-up coming out of a shadow, and we get a longer and more detailed view of the Star Destroyer this time than we've had before. And then we have two shots that are basically the same shots we've seen before. One of them a close-up view comparatively of the super laser focusing portion of the Death Star being installed, and then a wider shot of it going in with a bunch of Star Destroyers hanging around the Death Star. And at the same scene, or at least I guess just before they start showing the Death Star stuff, you also get a couple of different facial expressions from Cassie Nandor and Jyn Erso that we haven't seen before. Now, the thing though that I want to mention is this. Jyn Erso's attitude being so contentious and saying, let's just get this over with when she comes in, for her to go from that to going on a mission, which it seems like it's going to happen pretty quickly, comparatively speaking, because right after this meeting, there's a shot of Diego Luna and Felicity Jones inside the Avon 4 base where Diego Luna says this to Felicity Jones. If you're really doing this, I want to help. So, yeah, to go from let's get this over with to if you're going to do this, I want to help. I mean, she's suddenly gung-ho. So what could they have possibly said to her? to get her to change her attitude that quickly. There's only one thing I can think of so far that we have any sense of with this movie, and that has to do with her father, Galen Erso, who's played by Mads Mikkelsen. Now, Mads does not show up in this trailer, and he's not mentioned any which way or the other, but that's the only thing I can think of that would turn her around that quick. I don't get the idea that she was that Mm, bought into the rebellion maybe i'm wrong maybe there were people that she was connected with and was already rebelling on her own but uh, you know i'm not getting that sensation quite honestly and i don't think i've seen that 
registered anywhere in you know, leaks and spoilers and hypotheticals that you can search for online. I'm not seeing that out there. So if you've heard something differently, though, hey, chime in the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com and let's get into it. So from the I want to help, we cut over to the shot of the U-Wing taking off. And this is, of course, something that we saw in the tease of the trailer and all the way back to the production photo that they showed on the Star Wars show last week. They show it taking off and we cut inside the cockpit and we get a sense of how big this thing is, at least how wide the main body of the thing is, because Cassie Nandor and Jin Erso are sitting side by side and not exactly close side by side. Like their seats in the cockpit are definitely separated far enough apart that there is some width in that ship. Which then, when you consider that it's a troop transport, it kind of gives you the idea of how big this thing is. And you hear the engines cycling up as they check out their instrumentation. And there's this just very small exchange between Jin and Cassian. Good. Good. Alright, so they've reached some sort of accord for piloting the ship. And this is followed by a shot where they're flying at night. And I'm assuming this is them because you're looking at the ship profile from behind at night. And the engines are too far apart for it to be an X-Wing fighter. So I'm guessing it is the U-Wing that is flying through what appear to be canyons and towers and rock formations on Jeddah. You wouldn't necessarily know it for sure at this point, but a little later in the trailer, they show similar topography by day. And so that's where we're going with this one, that they are flying in Jeddah or on Jeddah and at night. We get this bit of voiceover from Diego Luna's character. I've been recruiting for the rebellion for a long time. Right now, I hear that, and I don't know about you, but when I hear that, there's one thing that screams out loud to me, and that's Star Wars Rebels. We've got a new season premiering in September that's going to be nearly three months' worth of episodes that we could check out prior to Rogue One. What do you think the chances are that Cassian Andor shows up as a character on Star Wars Rebels? I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Share those at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com as well. Oh, and I should point out that there are scenes that we have seen before, just before that nighttime run. We see the rebel pilots being marched through the streets in cuffs by the Imperials, and we see Jin Erso and Cassian Andor walking by them the other direction, Jin turning to look behind as they pass by. And after then the nighttime U-Wing run, we get a bit with Zhang Wen, that would be Baze Malbus's character, and he has a couple of things to say about his background while he is in the midst of some intense laser battling. They destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. Now, the start of this takes place at night where we get a close-up of him saying they destroyed our home. And he's shooting at some sort of Imperial, can't really tell, facility or ship or something. There are stormtroopers running around and not faring well. And then the I fight the Empire now thing happens with a new cutover where you see him walking. And it looks more like we've got Scarif in the background, the beach planet. Then we get that shot of the U-Wing flying in the daytime around Jeddah. That makes me think that the nighttime run was on Jeddah as well. And then we cut to a scene that we have seen before. One of those Imperial tanks moving through the streets of Jeddah. And a new type of stormtrooper that hasn't been talked about that is sitting inside that tank. So some sort of tank trooper or something like that. 
And the start of the voiceover from Donnie Yen, we hear the most intense line. This has got to be the winner, as far as I'm concerned. The most intense line in this entire trailer. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. Yeah, that's Chirrut Imwe. That's Donnie Yen's character. And here's the wicked cool thing about what we know about this scene now. He starts going crazy on the stormtroopers, and they start firing, and he is possibly deflecting or doing something, or somebody else is getting involved, because it seems like at the very same time, the stormtroopers have Cassie Nandor and Jin Erso in custody. We've seen that in the behind-the-scenes trailer. We see where they're getting caught by stormtroopers, but they're in cuffs now, and laser blasts are flying, and one of them flies in a very narrow space in between Cassian and Jin, and strikes the stormtrooper that happens to be standing there and takes him out. And so this apparently turns out to be some sort of rescue of Cassian and Jin. And Donnie Yen puts them all down, or at least it sure looks like he's the one putting them all down. I have a feeling Baze can't be far away from this whole thing. But one thing I gotta say that we see a lot of in this trailer are stormtrooper bodies on the ground. This is one of at least three different situations where we see a litter of stormtrooper bodies that have been blown through. It's pretty impressive what's going on here. I think more stormtrooper casualties than I... (laughs) that I think I can recall. In fact, I don't think I recall for even the legion of stormtroopers that were involved in the Battle of Endor. I don't remember seeing that many bodies unless, of course, the Ewoks drag them off into the bushes and Yeah, let's not pursue that one any further. So we then get an example of the uncomfortable honesty of K2SO, as played by Alan Tudyk. And we get to see him standing right next to Felicity Jones. So we get a sense of the scope and scale of this robot. And it is huge. So just for your reference purposes, Felicity Jones is 5 foot 3 inches tall. So when you look at the video again of the trailer... Then you see her standing next to K2SO. You'll get a sense of really how gigantic this thing is. I think that rumors leak spoilers things that I'd been seeing were saying that it was over 7 feet tall. And that does seem about right. But here's that uncomfortable honesty line from him that I was telling you about. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. Thanks. Yeah, well, what does one say to a seven-foot-tall Imperial war machine droid when he says he's not going to kill you? I mean, it seems like gratitude is the appropriate thing, right? And then we get a line from Jin Erso over a couple of shots that are possibly some of the most shocking of this whole thing, if they mean what I think they mean. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. Now, as for the series of shots that this happens over, one of them shows a completed Death Star by all appearances floating and upside down, it looks like, over the surface of a planet. But this does not look like it's necessarily Scarif. And we see a shot right afterward that looks like the Death Star is eclipsing the sun over a planet and it looks like it is actually over that structure we saw at the very beginning of the trailer that I was surmising could possibly be a Sith temple, which suggests that the Death Star actually shows up over Jeddah at some point. And there is possibly more evidence for this being the case a little bit later on. As we cut to a scene where we see 
Director Orson Krennic, Ben Mendelssohn's evil bad guy, striding through a group of officers that have assembled in some sort of Death Star viewing room. And outside the window is a planet that doesn't necessarily look like Scarif. Now, grant you, you know, planets can have different topographies, different climates, and different areas of the planet. But we know it's Star Wars, so we know that chances are a beach planet is a beach planet, and a rugged desert planet is a rugged desert planet, and probably looks the same from space that way as well. So I think there's a good chance that this is the Death Star arriving over Jeddah. And the alarm klaxons that we hear as we then get a close-up on Ben Mendelsohn's character suggests that something is going to happen. Maybe the weapons test that Mon Mothma was referring to. And again, more evidence for that coming a little bit later in the trailer. But first we have to cut to the This December title card. And then we get some terrific action shots. Let's start with the U-Wing troop transport not quite landing, but getting close enough on the ground to drop a set of troops off on the beach on Scarif, and it is under fire. But many of them get out unscathed, and then we get a shot of rebel troops running along the beach with X-Wing fighters flying air support above them, which is very cool. And then we get a shot that... It's hard to see at first, but if you slow it down and look at it a little click by click by click, you see the beach troopers in action, the shore troopers for the first time running with what looks like a downed X-Wing in the background. So a lot of action happening here. And then a close-up of Chirrut Imwe, Donnie Yen's character, on the beach on Scarif. Just looking intensely at stuff, you know, just the par for the course. And then we cut to one of those tanks back on Jeddah, and the stormtroopers are getting ready to fire upon some unfortunate souls, and then we cut to a wide shot where they let loose with the tank. And as it's shooting, you can see figures running in the foreground. They are, you know, very darkly shadowed, as it were, in cloaks and hoods, and they appear to have weapons. So these may be rebels getting ready to shoot back at the tank and the stormtroopers operating it. And then we cut to the shot of Jin Erso and Cassian Andor that we've seen street level when the tank actually explodes and stormtrooper bodies go flying. Then we get a brief shot of Cassian Andor and K2SO inside something. It could be inside a ship. It could be inside a facility someplace. And K2SO has his C-3PO moment. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. That last, of course, delivered by Cassian Andor to Bodhi Rook, who is shown, looks like he's breaking into something, would be my guess, or fixing something, potentially, because there is a panel that is off the wall, and he has welder's glasses on, so he is definitely up to something with that. And in between the shots that we see of Cassian and K2, we get one new shot of Zhang Wen with a few rebel troopers jogging along the beach, and then we get three shots that we've seen before. The death troopers firing, that shuttle exploding, and one rebel trooper shying away from the explosion on Scarif. And then we get back to K2 and Cassian and Bodhi. And then from there, we go back to Jeddah and we've got X-Wing fighters flying through the same nighttime scenario that it looked like we saw the U-Wing troop transport flying through previously in the trailer. And then we cut to a scene of the X-Wings on a strafing run. There were three that we saw in the nighttime, and then it cutting to this strafing run, it looks like there are five different X-Wings that are firing down on Stormtrooper positions. And it looks very similar to the environment in which we saw Baze Malbus, Jang Wen's character, firing and talking about them destroying their home and that he fights against the Empire now. It looks like that same kind of nighttime, that same kind of scene, that same kind of area where things are happening. 
And then we cut to another shot, which is really cool, which is Bay setting up on the beach with what looks like the Star Wars equivalent of a bazooka, launching a missile out at the head of an all-terrain armored cargo transport, which impacts on the side of the head right by one of the side cannons and is enough to rock the head sideways. Don't know if it's going to be enough to take the thing down, but it sure looks like it made a dent at the very least. And as that missile is approaching and striking its target, we get Felicity Jones on a voiceover delivering a line to Saw Gerrera, and we cut into their scene from there where she's saying it to Saw Gerrera, who gives her just enough of a smile to make it seem like her message has gotten through to him. This is our chance to make a real difference. And from here we cut into the scene that is the one I was mentioning earlier that makes me think they may actually test the Death Star on Jeddah. You see this incredible giant hurling of planetary debris, and the Ewing is flying through the midst of it, very tiny in comparison to all of this incredible rock and dust and whatever floating around. And we cut inside the cockpit, and Diego is actually at the controls. Jin is, for some reason, in the back. And we don't get to hear what she's saying, but it looks like it's go, 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 or no, 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 probably go, 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 I'm imagining. And Diego reaches up for a handle and pulls it and outside the cockpit the transition is really fast but it does look like it's a shot from them being in whatever this maelstrom of stuff is and going straight to light speed from there and getting out in the nick of time then we have a couple of quick chaotic scenes one of them is the ultimate bad day a tie fighter is hit and flying out of control and from the inside of some sort of Imperial facility. I presume this is Imperial just based on the uniforms and the look and what you see sort of silhouetted by the fiery explosion of the TIE fighter careering at the Imperial facility right through a window, smashing in and destroying people and destroying equipment and whatnot. Oh, the humanity. And then we get what is intended to be the most dramatic shot of the whole trailer. We get Felicity Jones up high, it looks like, out in the open, and based on the environment around, it looks like she's on Scarif. She is walking along some gantry way, or at least about to walk out onto one, and there is some antenna-looking thing right out at the end of it, and she delivers this line. Are you with me? And that, of course, is when the music drops dramatically in the trailer right there. And as she's striding out to this platform with her gun in hand, it doesn't look like she's actually walking perfectly. It looks like she's walking a little bit stiffer with a limp or something like that. So she's been through something, apparently. But as she's striding out to this, whatever it is at the end of this gantry, this antenna or whatever, a TIE fighter rises up like Jaws from the Deep, and yeah, that can't be good at all. So somebody's going to have to take that TIE fighter out before it takes Jin out. We drop to the black screen, and then we go to the troop transport where Baze Malbus and Chirrut Imwe and Diego Luna and K2SO and Felicity Jones are along with a lot of rebel commandos, and Diego Luna delivers this line. All the way. And Chirrut Imwe's character stands up, He'd been sitting down on the troop transport and starts to look around, even though, of course, he is blind, but I'm sure he's sensing beyond just merely having his eyes. And then we get the Rogue One title card. But, 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 as if you thought you were going to get away with this. No, no, Lucasfilm wasn't going to leave us hanging on this. We get one last shot after the title card, and yeah, you've probably heard this sound before. 
Yeah, you know it. It's Darth Vader. We get to see him from behind, not just a shadowy reflection that we saw in the extra special Celebration Europe footage, but actual Darth Vader staring at some screens telling him about readouts about the Death Star and what it's up to. We only see him from the back. We do not see his full body. We just get that one little glimpse and then we are out. Now there is one last thing that we haven't talked about yet that goes on through the whole trailer, and we will talk about that, but we're going to take a short sponsor message break here, so we'll be right back. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Hey, thanks for coming back. All right. We're going to wrap things up here by talking about the music inside the trailer. So some very ominous tones overall and a lot of different renditions of the Imperial March heard throughout. Some great variety in that regard. And we also got a couple of the heroic themes as well in minor keys. And that definitely gave it a very wartimey feel. Now, I'm very curious to know where this music is coming from because Alexander Display was not supposed to be working on Rogue One until September. At least that was my understanding based on previous interviews that he had done. So I would be surprised in a way to know that he's actually begun working on things already and that he has already composed music for this whole thing. So maybe it's a situation where, just like the original teaser trailer, John Williams composed 88 seconds of music for that particular trailer, and that was it. Maybe the same situation here, and Alexander composed about two minutes of music specifically for this soundtrack. We're probably going to have to wait for just a little bit to get that information, but undoubtedly we will. And so that's going to wrap it up, at least for today. As I mentioned at the top, there's enough material here that can open up a lot of other doors to conversation, and we are going to start exploring those in the coming week. Things about what we now know about the characters that we didn't know going in and things that we can start to make guesses at about the plot and the way things are happening based on the new information that we have and even a theory or two about what is going on behind the scenes in the movie. So stay tuned with us. I know this one was a bit long by comparison. Thank you so much for hanging in with it. And yeah, we'll be back to our regular seven minutes-ish very shortly. And before that happens, I want to remind you of one quick thing. If you are not yet a patron of the podcast, then please do check out patreon.com slash SW7X7. If you like these trailer breakdowns, if you like the work that we've been doing here daily since July 7th, 2014, yeah, it's been more than two years and change. That's what you get when you get 770 episodes. You get more than two years of daily Star Wars fun news, trivia, and all sorts of good stuff. Please do consider becoming a patron of the podcast at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7X7. And we've got a little last thing of legalese to drop on you before we go. Bye-bye. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.